Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network on Yahoo Sports Radio. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number, or bring your own. See how it works? Go to grasshopper.com. And our next guest is one of the highest-profile women in the NFL, Charlotte Jones Anderson, an executive vice president of the Dallas Cowboys and the chief brand officer of the most valuable sports franchise in the world. Charlotte graduated from Stanford in 1988, went right to work in the NFL in 1989 when her father, Jerry Jones, bought the Dallas Cowboys. She played a prominent role in the design and presentation of AT&T Stadium, the country's first billion-dollar facility, and is now working on the design of the franchise's new world headquarters in suburban Frisco. 2012, Charlotte was named chairperson of the NFL Foundation, which spearheads youth participation in football. And in 2014, she was appointed to the league's first conduct committee. Charlotte Jones-Anderson, thank you for joining us. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Our pleasure, Sean. Hey, how difficult has it been as the daughter of one of the highest profile owners in all of sports trying to carve out a path for yourself in both the NFL and corporate America? <laughs> Well, as you can imagine, um, Jerry cast quite a large shadow, but you know he also cast a huge opportunity for so many of us, but particularly for me, because you know my dad never saw gender growing up, and he always pushed me and believed that I could be president of the United States one day if I really wanted to. And you know, I never dreamed that I would ever be in the family business. Our, our family business was was oil and gas, so that was not exactly my mission coming out of school. And then all of a sudden, he turns around and he buys the Cowboys. And then he asked me while I was in D.C. to to come down and, and help him out. And when I got down here, you know, the only thing that he said is, I just want to be around people that I can trust that will lay awake at night trying to figure out how to solve the problem and how to help us stop this leaky machine and really turn it around because Rick you may remember this at that time you know the Cowboys were three and 13 and they were losing $75,000 a day which is over a million dollars a month and you know it just really wasn't optimistic around here and I think with that uh, really gave me a lot of opportunity to you know to try and to fail and to step back up and and to try again and you know when I walked in here my first day I you know I looked at my dad and I said well you know where do you want me to where do you want me to start? What do you want me to do? And he just looked at me and he said, you know, find a way to stop losing money and whatever you do, don't tarnish the star. You know, and I don't think I saw him again for months. So, <laughs> so you know, that's, that's a pretty um, broad call to action. And I, I just have, you know, tried to take advantage of every opportunity that's been presented. Stop losing money. That's what they teach at Harvard Business School, too. I think that's the basic <laughs> thing, right? Stop losing You know, money. it's actually, it's funny because I wanted to go to business school and I really wanted to go to Harvard Business School. And my dad would tell me every day, he said, you know, you're getting your Harvard degree right here in this if you can just figure out how to make it work. I think the truth <laughs> of the matter is he'd spend all his money on the Cowboys and he couldn't afford to send me to <laughs> 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 There you go. Uh, you know, as a member of the Conduct Committee and also chairperson of the NFL Foundation, you're kind of at the center of two real hot-button issues here. Uh, so let's start with your work with the NFL Foundation. Is the concussion issue 
the major obstacle you face in trying to increase youth participation in football again? Well, I will say this. Our work at the NFL Foundation is, is a bit broader than that, but we are certainly dedicated to improving the health and safety of, of sports and, and for youth football and, and the communities that we live in. Just as it is a goal of us on the Player Health and Safety Committee for the league to evaluate our game and make changes that make our game safer for our own players, we really aim to do that uh, through the foundation at the youth level as well. And while concussions are certainly a primary focus and a very serious issue, and it's really imperative that we address the techniques of the game, the knowledge and the skill of the coaches uh, at the youth level, and then the education around sports safety in general. And I think that's why you saw us step up and, and give a $45 million grant to USA Football. Their Heads Up Football program that uh, we fund is so incredibly critical to what we are doing. And what it basically does is educate coaches and players and, quite frankly, parents on proper tackling techniques that take the head out of the game, which is where you see most of your injury and most of your incident. It requires that coaches be certified. So, Goose, you wouldn't, requ- you wouldn't be a coach in, in youth league anymore. They won't just take anybody. And it, it educates parents. And, you know, that's, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to teach parents how to properly fit equipment on their kids because sometimes they don't get that actually in the practice. We're trying to teach them and coaches uh, not only if equipment is safe, but how to identify when it's not, and then to recognize really critical safety protocols in and around identifying con- concussions, but also heat exhaustion and and sudden cardiac arrest. I think that gets overlooked a lot of the times. We're with the Cowboys, Charlotte Jones-Anderson on the Talk of Fame Network, and Charlotte following Ron's question about the NFL Foundation, the Conduct Committee, which I mentioned earlier, is that's also another high-profile position because of all the league's off-the-field issues, you're involved with endorsing and enhancing the league's personal conduct policy for all players and employers in the NFL. So guess my question is this. How difficult is it to establish a protocol that can be understood and enforced? Because it seems to me like that's sort of like trying to rewrite the tax code. <laughs> well, you're probably right on that assessment of it. But, you know, I, we really believe that it is a privilege and not a right to get to work and coach and play, not only for the Cowboys, but for the entire NFL. And with that, we believe, and, and it's actually expected, that we hold ourselves to a higher standard. And that's not just our players, but it's us as, as owners and as coaches and employees of the league that uh, we all agree on that. We agree on that as owners, and we agree on that as those of us who have the opportunity to get to be involved. Uh, the bigger challenge, as you stated, comes in how we do it. And, you know, like a lot of other great organizations, you, you see codes of conduct in place and core values and principles, um, and that's, that's kind of standard procedure. But for us, we have taken what we've done in the past and we have really reevaluated that. Um, we've addressed the values that we think are most significant and all of the policies that we think um, are very important to us. And then we've actually put teeth into them so that we can uphold those. 
Um, I think it's important to, to recognize that as part of the committee, it, it is not our job to investigate or to adjudicate, um, but it is our job to recognize that we needed experts at the league level that could do that job. Uh, that's where you saw this past year of the hiring of Lisa Friel uh, and Todd Jones. Those are, those are great examples of recognizing that someone needs to, to have the skill and the talent to be able to do that. Um, in addition to that, you know, we, we don't rehabilitate either uh, as part of the conduct committee, but we have to make sure that we have people who can and resources that we can offer our players and our employees so that if they need them or they have acquaintances who need them in their family, that, that we provide that to them in order to be successful. But we also know, you know, that this, this is not just a kind of a one-and-done deal. This is something that will be an ongoing evaluation for us at the league level, certainly at our own club level as, as we work through all these issues. Charlotte, the Cowboys stepped into that very spotlight with the signing of Greg Hardy this offseason. Now, I know, how, I know how tight your family is and the respect you have for each other's opinion. How much input did you have in the decision to sign Hardy? Well, you know, um, actually, I, I was involved in that, and I was um, had the opportunity to express my opinion and my concerns. Uh, we all did from an organizational level and from a family level, um, from all aspects of it. I will say this. This is he was probably the most um, researched and we performed the most due diligence on any player that I can recall in my lifetime of working here, uh, interviewing people who had worked with him, who, who knew him from, from back in high school to through his days of his professional career, uh, so that we could decide if this is someone that we wanted to take our chance on, and if so, that once he had completed his, his program and his, his redemption through the, the sentencing through the league, that once he had served that, that uh, would he be prepared to come and join our team? So, uh, you know, a lot of that was taken into to consideration. Um, you know, from, from my personal perspective, uh, you know, my involvement really came on the behavioral side and the social issue involved. And, you know, I'll, I'll just be very clear in saying this. Domestic violence is something we take extremely seriously. And we have been involved in supporting awareness and prevention of domestic violence for many years uh, through the Salvation Army and uh, the Family Place and, and also the Gatehouse here in, in Texas. And I have always really believed that we have a unique ability uh, with the Cowboys and probably with the league itself to, to use the visibility and the interest that surrounds us and our team and our league and to take that interest and to make a significant impact on social issues that affect us. Um, I think that's why the creation of, of Thanksgiving Day and our Salvation Army um, kickoff that we have had for almost, uh, well, 19 years uh, has, has been so successful that, you know, we have a moral responsibility to do something with the visibility that, that we enjoy. And I, I think this is an opportunity for us to do something in this space as well. You know, I, I, I'm assuming there's a big difference, as there is with most people, between the private Jerry Jones and the public Jerry Jones that, that Goose drives crazy. And he's been heavily criticized locally for a lot of different things uh, and nationally as well. I'm just wanting to ask both an employee uh, and the daughter of Jerry Jones, how difficult or hurtful has it been for you to hear criticism directly of, of your dad? You know, I, I think that's probably been the the hardest part of my job. Um, it has certainly been the hardest part of 
of being uh, his daughter. Um, it's hard for our children. It's you know it's it's personally hard on all of us to hear any criticism. I, I think we all. Um, say we appreciate criticism and and we'll take that constructively but uh deep down it, it you know it hurts and and I think um he has always been one who will be the one to cheer everybody up and say you know this is just part of that character building process that that we all go through and you know sometimes quite frankly I just want to say I've had enough of building this character <laughs> you know <laughs> can, can we not just move on from this and and I I think um you know this. Uh, you know he's he's got a great quote that we all laugh about behind closed doors, and it it actually comes from The Godfather, and he just says, "This is the life we've chosen." <laughs> <laughs> well, Charlotte, we are going to have to move on. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but uh, thank you so much. Uh, I want to congratulate you because you're part of the first ever triple play at the Talk of Fame Network, going from Jerry to Stephen. <laughs> To you. <laughs> so thanks again, and best of luck getting to another Super Bowl as well as other landmark events at AT&T Stadium, and best of luck with that presidential campaign if you ever get one. We'll vote for it. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. For sure. Okay, you take care, guys. Thank thanks, you. Charlotte. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. That was Charlotte Jones-Anderson of the Dallas Cowboys. Up next, the curious case of San Diego tight end Antonio Gates. This is the Talk of Fame Network.